Hello, my name is Jake Kerr. I'm from Black Ink and this is podcast number 11. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to get comfortable, sit back, enjoy yourself and just let me take you on a ride. As a disclaimer, I would like to remind you that this is just my personal opinion on things. These are thoughts literally off the top of my head. I'm not even 100% sober right now, so if there's something you disagree with or don't think is fully correct, send me a message, let me know, let's get involved, and we'll fucking, we'll figure it out together, you know? But i tell you what I won't be able to figure out, is how people think that half the ads that are on Facebook Marketplace and on Gumtree are okay. Like, was there... Was there any proof reading? Did you go back over your ad and think about what you said before you hit post? Did you consider the person who's actually trying to buy the thing off you might want a little bit more information than the very limited fucking capacity of like con- context you can give to something? Like when people advertise a motorbike for sale and they don't put what year it is or like how many Ks it's done or and they put like expression like, oh, I'm selling my Honda uh, expressions of interest. I don't really want to sell it, but if someone comes up, look, bro, we know you want literally 50% more than what this thing is worth, but at the very fucking least, can we have the kilometers? Can you please pretend like the person who's buying it knows a little bit about motorbikes and would also like this information and maybe might, you know, on an odd fucking weird chance, they might like it as much as you and want to buy it if you did that. They might give you an expression of interest. You know what I mean? And like... What the fuck is with Gumtree letting people post the same ad but with different titles across multiple categories? Like, I get it, bro. You definitely take cash for old fuck cars. But why am I seeing it in home appliances? You know, why am I seeing it in home appliances? By the way, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that everyone watches the same shit that you do and therefore everyone has the same information in their head. But how is this for a fucking a way of making money? This is something. This is literally something I would do if I wasn't fucking flat out talking to myself in a camera, you know what I mean? And making t-shirts and whatnot for black ink. You can go on Gumtree and in your area, you can go to freebies. And in freebies is literally like, typically it's shit that people throw out, but they don't want to actually throw it out because it's still worth something to someone and they would rather someone have it than it be thrown out. And a lot of the time, the reason they don't try and sell it is because they don't believe it's worth anything. They don't believe it's worth the energy as to what they're going to get. You know, say it's a $20 thing. By the time you post something for $20, someone wants all the information because it's going to be a transaction. So they want to make sure they're getting their money's worth. And then past that, they try and talk you down and haggle. And then they've got to come to your place and they can still try and talk you down. So they go, look, it's free. If you want to come and get it, otherwise just shut the fuck up, you know? You can go get those things and then put them on Facebook Marketplace for like 20 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever you want, and you can just make that money. And then on top of that, if you're already like a real entrepreneurial sort of dude and you've already got a car or a trailer or maybe a ute or something or have access to one, you can then offer delivery on top of these things and make hella skrilla. Just like that. You can just go and do that. Like right now, you can, while you're listening to me right now, you can get Gumtree, go down to Freebies, see the best looking couch, go and pick that up today, advertise it tonight and sell it tomorrow for a fucking deal as long as you're going to go and deliver it. You know what I mean? I think it's crazy to think that literally every business that you can think of is literally only offering a product that has efficiency attached to it. And the thing that you're actually paying for is literally the efficiency. If you can take a job away from someone for what you know, whatever that job might be and create an easier path for them, then they'll take it, right? For example, I'm actually not fully... I, I think I know who it is, but I don't want to say who it is out of fear of being wrong. There's this pub that's just done a massive renovation up in Perth, right? 
And what they've done with, uh, instead of having like a menu and ordering service, what they do is they have a QR code on the table that you scan with your phone and it brings up the menu. And then from that menu, it knows what table you're on by what QR code you've scanned. You can tap what you want as far as meals, drinks, da da da, and it'll just come straight to the table. So you don't go to the bar anymore. But what this has sneakily done has provided supreme efficiency. You're in the middle of a conversation and you don't want to get up and break, break the conversation or whatever. You press a button and a drink comes. It's your turn to buy the round and one other person puts their hand up. You're so much more to go, yeah, of course, and tap it in the moment and keep going because there's no separation in time between you getting up and going to the bar and then come, whatever it is. Adding supreme efficiency to things, people will pay for it hand over fist. And in a situation like that, you're probably going to find that they're going to get a big jump in their sales just because people have it that much easier. They don't have to physically get up out of their seat and walk to the bar. Let's press a button. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and it's good for COVID as well because you're not all fucking sharing menus and standing up and all the rest. And Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, I don't even want to fucking go to that subject. But when you can provide that sort of efficiency to people, you say, look, I've got this couch. And look, it's not the best couch, but it's 20 bucks. And for 50 bucks, I'll come and put the couch. Give me a hand, but I'll drive it around to your place and we'll put it in, we'll put it in place for you. How about that? And like the amount of times you find like white goods on there that still work, like, oh, this fridge still works, but it's more of a bar fridge. There is literally nothing stopping you going there, picking the thing up, tying it down, taking it home, give it a clean, you know what I mean? And like the the thing is most shit just does wipe off. And if it doesn't wipe off, you get some sugar soap. And if it's still there after that, just fucking lick a paint or something, you know, just get good at fixing things because literally these free things, they're free for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Like, there is no startup cost in that business. And the crazy part is it's all cash, you know? And you, you, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, it's like day one of that business, you're getting free stuff and selling it on. I mean, once you start doing that for a little bit, like anything, you find out where the other, avenue, other avenues of making money is and then you just go explore it. You know what I mean? But that's a Gary V idea. I'm not fucking claiming anything to do with, you know, making it up. I just like, it's one of those things where I frequent... I tend to frequent uh, online listings in general because I like to know how much things are worth. And like, it's really interesting to know, obviously when it comes to trade and it comes to like people uh, having transactions with one another, there's like everything, there's kind of a line where there's like everything recorded and everything not recorded. So basically if you use your card, if you get a receipt, if it's in a store, even if it's like a, a stall at like a, a, a market sort of thing, that's all above the line. That's all things that are that are recorded, but you find like all these transactions that are under the line, uh, like a lot of secondhand cars, secondhand bikes, boats, uh, jewelry, and then like, ev- you know, everything that people collect that's in a home, that you, pretty much everything you can buy and sell on Gumtree. It's really interesting to watch the fluctuations of like values and things that you find on Gumtree because it, it kind of reflects how people are feeling. Like as soon as Australia found out that we weren't going to have any more new cars or the world found out there was going to be no more new cars, the price of secondhand cars went through the fucking roof. Now we're actually starting to see that price kind of settle down now. So it's like that was a, we, we saw it kind of trend up and starting to trend down again. And the prices of like Harleys and dirt bikes and shit like that. And the amount that were getting stolen as well during that period was crazy. It's just an, it's definitely an interesting metric uh, to go alongside the, like I spend a lot of time visiting uh, uh, small businesses in Bunbury. And it's interesting that I go to different small businesses in different industries and find that everybody, like, it's it's interesting to get a feel on what the town is doing as per how busy those businesses are in the back end. And it was crazy to think over COVID, supposedly, like, there was no money around, everyone was out of a job, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was fucking busy as. 
everyone couldn't hold staff long enough. They weren't getting staff that would be able to cover the amount of work that they had to do. And some businesses consequently were shutting down for days at a time because they didn't have the, the staff that they needed to stay open. And then you put that on top of the fact that people are getting telephone numbers for bloody 15-year-old cars with 200,000 Ks and they're ready to fucking blow up because they're a car that runs, you know? It's just an interesting, as I said, it's an interesting metric to kind of align with like the overall feeling of what's going on in your environment around you to know that like, okay, say if you do have a car out the back that, you know, two years ago it was a $500 heap, but you've kept it registered, that might now be worth $1,200 to someone. You go, okay, cool. Well, it might be time to sell that particular car, you know, but also, I mean, I've just spent an hour breaking down what I know of how the basics of how like the stock market works and how you can, you know, pretty safely invest money if you're in it for the long term and all the rest. It's if you start talking about making money and especially when you're like just on your own trying to make money and looking around at all the options, it is one of those situations where the more you look, there's a million and one ways to make money. It's just a case of bloody picking one, understanding it, educating yourself with it and executing the decision you're going to make and sticking to that decision. You know, it's, but that's a topic of its own. You know what I was thinking about uh, last night though, is uh, have you ever felt sunshine directly on your asshole? And the reason is, I don't think you have. And the reason behind why you haven't is I'm not sure. And when I thought about it, I thought, well, there is no reason for me to ever feel sunshine directly on my asshole. And I don't mean like a little brisk of light. I mean like pants down, bent over, pointing that thing up at the sun and just just pulling it open so it knows that it's looking at the sun. You even find the sun starting to get a bit of a fucking weird eye about it because it knows it's being stared at by something else. I think it's just crazy to think that like, as a human who was born without clothes but spends most of my life in clothes, that that doesn't happen at least once a year, you know? Like it just seems like the amount of times that I put shoes on and off or the amount of times that my, uh, I mean, name the activity. There's so many normal activities and it's so weird that that's not normal. And it's not that I want to do that or I want to know why. It's more to the point that why are unnormal activities unnormal? Why do we not do them, you know? Because I'm not 100% sure. And the only reason I don't know between having this thought last night and right now is because we haven't had any valid sunshine to point my asshole at, right? And I think that it would be one of those sensations that it wouldn't be like, oh my God, I need to do this every chance I get. But I think it would definitely be one of those things like, oh, that's what that feels like. Now I know if I'm in the situation where perhaps I'm naked in the sunlight again, I might bloody aim the missile, you know what I mean? But when I think about why I've never done it before, it's because for some reason that would be a really weird activity. A really weird activity. It's weird to think that there are weird activities and not weird activities. Because the fact is, like I've done a little bit of travel around the world, and then you go somewhere and see something that's a weird activity, but then you slowly see everyone in that era doing it one way or another, you know? And then you realize that the only reason it's weird is because you're unfamiliar. And the reason you're unfamiliar is because you're not in an environment where people do that, you know? And then I consider, is there a section of people out there that are pointing their assholes at the sun? And do they think I'm silly for not doing it? Because I think that if someone came up to me before last night and said, this is what I do, it's like, okay, man, I have cold showers every now and then to bloody buy a hack my body. But if you're telling me there's something about pointing your asshole at the sun that gets you ahead in life, then I'll, look, I'll give it a shot. But at this point, you're, you're pretty fucking weird. You know, you're abnormal.
You know what I was guessing. And that suggests that there is a whole bunch of things out there that we don't do, whether they're beneficial or not, or have any sort of benefit that we don't do because we put these walls up as to like, well, it's not me, it's not normal, and it's weird, and I don't want to know about it, right? And I think I've almost touched on this in another way. I think I'm just re-describing something that I already think to myself in a slightly different way, and because that's slightly different way, it has a different meaning, and I identify with it differently. But it just seems that the more I explore this thought, and the great part about it is I only thought it last night, give me another two years on this and I'll be able to tell you some shit. Right now, I don't know. I'm figuring it out as I speak. But the concept that there are things out there that I haven't yet allowed myself to think, because I like to think that I could think anything. We think that of ourselves as human, that for some reason we have some, some supreme intelligence, that there is no walls put up for us that we live our lives within. Instead, we are free roamers. We have free will all the rest. But thinking that I've never thought about pointing my asshole at the sun, that caught me out because I think I'd like it. Right? For no reason other than just like, do I have to explain myself? Maybe if I have to explain myself, you need to spend more time with your asshole in the sun. So what haven't I thought of? What haven't I thought of? Like, you know what I even find... I'm, I'm spending more and more time realizing as I get older the things that I do and don't like in accidental situations. So obviously, like I've spoken about listening to ASMR videos on YouTube about for people getting head massages and stuff. Now, how did I ever fucking come across that? The cross-reference of things happening in my life that led to that realization coming about and now it being a normal part of my routine, fucking mind-blown, you know? Mind-blown that I came across that. Like the other day, I had to repot a plant right and the feeling like for some reason i hated this feeling as a kid like you know when you're you're taking a plant out of a pot that has two it's like root bound by the by the the pot itself it's got too many roots the feeling of the soil breaking apart as the roots are breaking apart and all that like it felt like detrimental to my whole life when i felt that as a kid for some reason and i didn't like doing it so i was always very very careful to make sure you, you kind of get the whole thing out and you take the pot off and then you're in the hole so that so it doesn't break apart at all, like as if I was hurting the plant by by letting those things. But then repotting this plant the other day, I felt like the soil break apart around my fingers. I could feel the roots and that. And for like some weird reason, I I was like in a way like uh, like uh, primarily I was fucking blown away about how it felt on my hands. I was like, this is cool, this is cool. And then the second part was like I have this different relationship with plants now that I get older for some reason as if like I actually can feel that they're alive where before you knew they were alive but because they didn't have like a, a pulse and you're like oh yeah that's doing what it's doing you know it's got a heartbeat I can feel things going on or it's responsive to me in real time that you don't really have that relationship with them and now as an adult I look at trees and I look at I look at weeds growing and I feel guilty if I have to pull them because they're a form of life in some way you know and having that feeling of the soil and the roots, it's like, oh, that's right. There's a whole part of this life that happens that we, we never know about until that plant in, in inevitably dies for whatever reason. But the crazy part is, is it has its own veins and arteries growing into the earth, which are pulling up nutrients and fulfilling this plant. And I get to feel it in my hands for this passing, for this you know fleeting moment between pot and ground or pot and pot. You know what I mean? And look, don't get me wrong. What I just said sounds like the most stone shit ever. I get that. But also, have you stopped yourself from having that experience and in letting yourself enjoy the soil fall through your hands because it's, oh, that's such a high thing to say, man. That's kind of my point, isn't it? That's kind of my point. 
like the sensations that you know I, I can't believe that every time I have a hot shower it blows my mind as to how fucking nice it is and I feel like I only have that happen because I let myself be blown away every day about how nice it is I don't go into the shower going like fuck this is going to be the craziest thing ever I don't go in there thinking like oh yeah it's just another hot shower I go in there feeling cold and I let the warm water heat me up and I let the sensation of what's just going on to me in real time be satisfactory. And in that, I'm blown away that I'm a warm-blooded creature who gets to have, uh, you know, obviously from a very, you know, beginning, you know, from, the, from basis, I get to have a hot shower. But not only that, I get to really embrace it and be like, oh my fucking God, I'm getting warm right now, you know? It's like giving yourself permission to have these thoughts and these feelings and not let the idea of, you know, yeah, it's just a hot shower, you know, like I have two of them or three of them a day if I really want to, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? It's like letting yourself be blown away by that, letting the soil be fucking a connection between you and the plant and like even even giving yourself permission to do things like, uh, like it's not even like if, if no one's around, I'll do this, I'll do this just in general like talking to the plants, talking to animals as if they can 100% understand you. You know, like I have a feeling that even if it isn't on such a verbal sense of like when I say something to, an easy example is like my dog, right? I think that my dog, obviously I know my dog responds to certain tones in my voices and like, um, I was going to say the temperature, the volume of my voice. Um, she responds to a lot of my body actions. She responds to like quick and short movements. But I believe I believe that she also responds to what I'm doing in my brain. I believe so much so that I guess, you know, without the fucking having the la-di-da version of saying it, like the vibration or the frequency that you're thinking on, I think just the overall vibe, you know, I think the overall vibe that you are consciously excreting or experiencing or like pushing out into the world, the thing that you are creating through your conscious thoughts, I think that has so much to do with, I mean, before you even get into manifesting, I'm talking about just creating an environment that the other living things around you can be a part of and can respond and react to. I truthfully believe that if I look at if I look at Louis with love in my eyes and that feeling in my mind of like this moment is it's just for you and me right now, that she hears that louder than any tone and any any volume and anybody any body movement like. There's something going on that's greater that we don't like. For some reason, it's like a fourth dimension. We can't even really put it into words or explain it or, or like put it into a feeling or something. It's just like something that seems to be when you get yourself on that path and keep yourself on that path and you want to have that relationship or that communication with these living things around you, it's there and available, but only through faith, you know? And the whole, the whole idea is even say, you know, saying this to a camera by myself is fine. Because there's no one here who's going to go, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, and then I've got to get on the defense. I mean, the crazy part is you say this in a, in a group of, like, say, four truck drivers. Dude, dude, shut the fuck up. That's game over. You'd be called a faggot before you can finish a sentence. You understand? That is the reality of what's going on. Yeah, the reality of what's going on. And the reason is, is because I'm not going to say truck drivers, but people in general, they do have these blinders up. They have these blinders up about not even what they think they can achieve. That's the easy shit to talk about because you can do anything you want. The thing stopping you between what you want and where you are now is your thoughts. That is how that works. I'm sorry if you disagree. That's how that works. But the idea that you can have this 
fucking ultimate communication with the whole environment around you, whether whether it be humans, whether it be animals or plants, or you know whether it be goals, having the having this uh, uh, like embodying and making an entity out of a goal and giving it energy and treating it as if it's this this precious live thing that you have to guide the whole way to the finish line, you're going to get there together, allowing yourself to have these thoughts and let those things be the thing that directs you in life in whatever direction you want to go. Having those and doing those things, like the thing that stops you from doing that is the idea that it won't work, is the idea that it's fucking... The la- the, anyone who you've ever heard it from isn't doing anything with their life or their hair is too long and they smoke too much weed and DMT and they, they it's like, yeah, dude, cool. Go talk to the fucking magical goblins. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep doing what I know works, you know? I mean, <clears throat> just let me have a drink. This glass is huge. Oh, fuck. I mean... <clears throat> I've always thought to myself, you know, you see celebrities in their in their interviews and stuff, and it's hard, it's hard to imagine that they're the same as you, right? It's hard to imagine that a celebrity, whoever it is, you know, if you're a guy, you're looking at um, uh, Brad Brad Cooper or you know, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a great example for me. I look at Leonardo DiCaprio and I think, how the fuck is he a human and I'm a human? How does that work? If Leonardo DiCaprio is a human, how am I the same thing? How are we cut from the same cloth? And the reality is I think it's the mind. Because when I look at someone from my town going to buy a coffee at my local cafe, I look at them and I say, yeah, I know how I'm like you. I can see that. I can see that. You're not supremely successful or not a supreme failure. You are just right in the middle. And the beautiful part about being in the middle is the, the edges of the middle are so far away from each other where you know at the top of that top edge is a little gap and that's super successful. And below the bottom edge of average, there's a pretty big gap underneath that as well and that's failure, you know? And yeah, there's people who live in failure or I, I don't even want to say failure. I just want to say least successful, right? Because everything is everything is success until death. It's Life isn't measured in success and failure. If you didn't get to where you wanted to go, you still move forward a little bit. You still had some success, right? But what I'm saying is on the spectrum of success or, or the, the measure of success, there is a massive gap and in that gap is average. And I am average. I'm happy to admit that I am average. A lot of people don't want to admit they're average because it means they're fucking average. But we all are. In reality, even if you're making hella Skrilla, guess what? You're still average. You're not Leonardo DiCaprio. You're not even like close to Leonardo DiCaprio because that's unrelatable. And even if you make half a million dollars a year, you're still relatable to me. You still have the same problems as me. You still shit, you know? So I think the thing that really does separate the average and Leonardo DiCaprio is mindset. I think it's all got to do with if you want to be a millionaire and you're not a millionaire, you have to start thinking like a millionaire. You have to make millionaire decisions. If you want to be a billionaire and you're a millionaire, you can't keep thinking like a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, let's take the words out of the sentence and replace it with something else. If you're a bricklayer and you want to be a truck driver, you can't become a truck driver by continuing to do bricklayer shit. In fact, you have to start thinking like a truck driver. Right, what do I need for this job? A truck license. You know, start thinking like a truck driver. One, bricklaying doesn't become as attractive as it used to, and two, you become a truck driver. 
when you replace that in your mind with, right, if I want to be a millionaire, does a millionaire spend... Um, here's a great example. Here's a great example, right? I got told this by a friend the other day and it fucking blew... The more I thought about it, it blew my mind, right? So one of the more expensive uh, car insurances on the market is RAC. It's not that it's more expensive. It's when you get the whole list of all the ones you can get. RAC is always one of the last ones you get because it is a bit more pricier. Now, the price difference in percentage is fuck all anyway. So it's if you're going to spend the money and, and like you trust RAC over everything else, you go RAC. But given my financial situation at the moment, I actually go with one that's a little bit cheaper than RAC. And he said, well, think about every time you go to get fuel. What's the first thing you hear when you walk in the door? And you know what? I knew the answer straight away, which goes to show how fucking effective this is. They ask if you have an RAC card. Get your four cents off a liter. And then your RAC card gets you discounts on a fucking boot full of shit in all these other industries. Now, if you look at all the discounts that RAC offer by just holding an RAC card and look how many of those fit into your normal lifestyle and money you would already spend... And then you actually utilize these discounts and then take that off your yearly budget and then adjust that into your car insurance amount, you'll find that you're probably gonna save money by going with RAC, even though the initial premium cost, their monthly cost or their yearly cost is more than the others. So by partnering with them, by, by being insured by them and utilizing all the partner discounts that they have, you're still coming off ahead even though it costs more. What the fuck is going on? right? I mean, I love learning shit like that because it's just like so obviously true that you're like hearing it and you're like, I can't, yeah, like that make, yeah, yeah, I feel silly, you know? And the crazy thing about like <clears throat> thinking like a millionaire, like obviously I'm, I mean, I'm on the path to become, I, I am, my goal is to be so much more than a millionaire for, for um, you know, like reasons that are, that are, that are I feel like, worth more than money but I, a byproduct of what I'm aiming for is to be wealthy and in that is being a millionaire and when I make the decisions that I make now it's very easy to make decisions when I use the framework of how would a millionaire make this decision because the crazy part is when I rely on the decisions that I normally make that person that character that makes her decisions the person that has got me to exactly where I am right now which is not a millionaire it's easy to poke holes and pressure test those decisions and see that a lot of them are emotionally based. And that's the thing about being a millionaire. They're logic based. I'm not saying that every millionaire is logic based. There is a lot of intuitive direction, which I also rely a lot on. But when it does come time to decision making, when I remove the emotion from these decisions, it's really easy to go like, oh, you actually don't need that $300 night out right now. You need to just chill and then we can have a $3,000 night out when we've got six zeros on the end of our bank account. So don't worry about tonight. That's nothing. But I go, yeah, but it's my friend's birthday. It's like, guess what? Your friend isn't going to die in the next year and you're probably going to have, you're going to be able to have that night without fucking yourself over. You know what I mean? So I get that it sucks right now, but just chill, just chill, keep on doing your thing, grind, be consistent. And then when the day comes, you can go and do it properly. And you go, oh yeah, okay. And then that grumpy character that has made all these decisions that said, nah, fuck it, you only live once, go and do it now. He's just sitting there going like, fuck. That's okay, fuck him. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Felt cute, might delete later. I hate that. I hate that. Felt cute, wanted to get as, mu as much attention as I could and fucking here we are. So, when you think about what I've said collected all together, 
what is possible for you? And I guess this is a question for you to take away and think about. What is possible for you when you start to consider all the things that you haven't allowed yourself to think of a possibility because of reasons that either you or I know? What is possible? And furthermore, what's stopping you from doing that thing? I think that's a really good question in general. I mean, if you like, I've had a couple people, I've actually had two people talk to me in the past week let's say a week, it'll be five days or so, about starting their own small kind of interest, like a business. And um, it's cool to hear people's ideas, you know, saying, oh, I want to go into this industry, I, I want to use this, this, and this, and here's what, here's how I think it could work, and here's other businesses that are doing it, and I would copy what they're doing, and not copy, but I would use what's effective in their business and my business and build off that and blah, blah, blah. And you know, both of these situations, I said, so you enjoy doing this? I said, no, 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 because it makes money. So yeah, I know, I know, I know, right? But if you're going to make money, if you want to make money, money, I wouldn't go about it doing it that way. I think you have a question to ask yourself. Do you want to buy a business or create a business and set up a lifestyle long-term around something that you actually want to do every day that makes money? Or do you want to make money? Because if you want to make money, dude, go sell drugs. Like, go sell drugs, go. That'll make, that makes money. You don't have to pay tax on it. That's what it's about. You know what I mean? You buy a Ferrari in five years if you do it right. But if you want to start a business, because business is a bitch. Business is hard. Business is you have to be voluntarily willing at every moment in every situation to realize that you know fucking nothing and continue learning. And then when you've got a really good understanding about something is go and find someone who knows double what you know and let them fuck you up, right? That's what business is really all about. It's about making decisions that are hard to make at the right time, pulling the trigger, executing and moving forward and not thinking about, not letting any sort of failure that you've had hold you back and just keep going. Business is failing so many times that you realize all the shit that doesn't work, so then you can do the thing that does work and then use that to your advantage, right? That's essentially what business is. Why not do that for something that you love doing? Why not? Like there isn't a part of blacking that I don't like doing. This podcast, I hope it turned in, turns into something because I fucking love sharing my ideas. I love hearing what I have to say, you know? So when you consider, like if I asked you right now, whatever you're doing, let's say you are happy with it, you're unhappy with it, I fucking don't care. What, what would you rather be doing right now? Especially if you're at work right now, you have to admit the fact that you always have to work, right? And I have given myself periods of time in my life where I've said, you know what? I'm not going to work for six months. I'm not going to work for three weeks. I'm going to, or I'm just going to have the next week off. I got myself into these situations where I have no dependency and I have cash to do it. So I do it. And you know what the crazy part is? You need to do something. You have to have some sort of tethering, some sort of responsibility, something that relies on you, even if it's just a fucking plant. You need something. Otherwise, your day, like if you don't have a purpose in your day, there's no point in having the day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like, like, I see it like this, you know, light needs dark to be present. Otherwise, without one, the other one doesn't exist, you know, and I feel like a human without a purpose is kind of dark with no light, light with no dark. It's just, you know, the days, the, the, the minutes and the hours stretch and then the days and the weeks stretch and you get to a point where you just fucking hate yourself because you haven't done anything. Oh, well, if I didn't have a job, I'd go to the gym every day. Shut the fuck up. No, you wouldn't. You don't go to the gym every day with a schedule. What makes you think you're going to go to the gym without a schedule? It's not a time thing. It's about you. You don't have any fucking discipline. Anyway, you're getting off topic. 
So you have to work every day. If you weren't doing the thing you're doing right now that you do or don't like, what's the thing that you would be doing that you do like? What do you enjoy doing? And in the words of Gary Vee, again, a lot of people think he said one of two things. I think one of them is you are too embarrassed to say what it is or you think it won't make money, right? And the crazy thing is, it doesn't matter what you're into. We live in a day and age where you can monetize it. There is more than one way to skin a cat. And in 2021, there are millions of ways to skin a cat, right? YouTube it, figure it out. You can take something that you're interested in and you can turn it into a business 20 different ways. But having that conversation first, we go, what do I like doing? What do I like doing? And again, I know I've already had a podcast speaking a lot about what you like doing, but it it typically does start from probably one or two things, paying attention to what you do every day and focusing on the things that like give you just the littlest amount of satisfaction. And the second way is just doing things, whether you think you like them or whether you think you don't like them, right? Here's a good one. Like this is an easy example for me because I'm a fucking, I rollerblade better than I can walk. But if you haven't been roller skating or rollerblading ever or haven't been for a long time, go this weekend. I don't care if you think you do or don't like it or any story you've got related to or whatever, just go and do it because it's such an out-of-body, unreal experience that when you're doing it in that those first few steps you get where the wheels kind of just take you on this, this path that's more than walking but not as much as running and you're putting in a tenth of the effort, you're like, oh my fucking God. And you know what? You might find you like skating. You might find that you like skating, Right? Actually, here's a fucking tangent for you. So we are in the middle of a fucking skating revolution. Inline blading and skating have just absolutely taken off. And you know who the biggest winners of this are? It's not even skate shops. It's girls that have never skated before. And then they go and buy a pair of like Impala skates from fucking City Beach for $99 or something crazy. And then they post a 30 second video of them every day on their skating journey showing the progress that they make on these skates. Now look, I'm not against them doing what they're doing. I'm against living in a fucking world where this gets them to be like, have a, having like over 100,000 followers. What? What? Hey, less than a year ago, she was making milkshakes at Wendy's and now she has multiple sponsors roller skating so what do you like doing you know what i mean what do you like doing just seems pretty crazy that that's even a fucking yeah look at that that's nice that that's even like a thing but just a great example of the fact that you literally can find something you like and turn it into a business one way or another gary v's example was like oh you really like uh worm farming and like keeping worms and things like that it's like yeah but how do you turn a worm farm into fishing shops sell live worms to fishing shops, you know, like figure out, sell live worms to, for people with plants, sell live worms to people who have fucking, you know, and oh, they already sell worms at Bunnings. So, so create your own thing. You can work from home, make a Facebook page, get it fucking crazy and then work from there. Dude, there is more than one way to skin a cat, but it all starts with what do you like doing? Like, so another thing I think people like to get caught up on is the, uh, let me think. People get caught up in trying to solve too many problems at once. I know I definitely get caught up in trying to solve too many problems at once. What happens is I, I'll start at the beginning of the day with, I've got to do this, 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 and this. 
Now, typically the jobs that I have, probably 50% of them are repetitive and the other 50% are answering a question that I have or, or solving a problem that I have. And I find that the day, uh, you know, the day gets stuck in the bottleneck if I try and solve all the problems at once, right? Because all of that shit can't fit through the funnel at once because the hole's not big enough. And the reality is like your brain is that hole and trying to fit one problem at a time is fine, you know? So instead of going like, yeah, I mean, I love flying kites, but how am I ever going to turn that into a business? Okay, we've solved one problem, what you like doing. Let's talk about it. So what type of kites do you like to fly? Why do you like flying them? Is there a specific sort of kite that you like You like flying? Is there some sort of like in, in your kite flying experience? Have you found yourself at kite flying expos or kite expos or you're on particular forums online or is there a Facebook group or is there an Instagram page? Is there particular materials that work better than others? Is it hard to source those materials or is it easy? Do you have somewhere that's close to where you live that has these materials? Could you manufacture these things? Could you get these things from overseas and then build kits? Could you create... Um, do I thought of kite flying off the top of my head just then and then came up with all those questions. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I mean, answer any one of those questions and turn it into a business. You know? It's just what I think. I like the idea that I like the idea that we can do anything at any time. And the more that I kind of pressure test that, it seems to be that there is no boundaries. There's no boundaries at all. The only thing that we're running out of is time and energy the older we get. And I, I was actually talking to someone, oh, this was a brilliant conversation I had this morning, actually. I've uh, developed a sort of mentor with a, another local um, business owner, and he's, I think he's within five years older than me, but he's just like, he's had his nuts on the line for like 10 years, I'm guessing, because he's definitely got some, he, like he, he has worth in what he says. When he speaks, he's speaking from experience. And I said to him, I said, do you ever find yourself disappointed that you're not achieving your goals or like that sometimes you feel like sometimes I think the question was, do you find yourself running a day behind? And he said, sometimes I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I find myself running a day behind. And then sometimes it seems that that day behind runs for a week. He goes, but what's going on is you're setting unrealistic goals for yourself and then not achieving them and then burdening yourself with the fact that you're not achieving your goals as quickly as you want to achieve them. But I said, you're right, and here's my counter. If you have a job that is gonna take two weeks, and you say, bullshit, I'm gonna do it in a week, but then it takes 10 days. You still did it four days quicker than what initially the goal was. And even though you went through some guilt in the meantime between you know, 10 and 14, uh, sorry, seven and 10 days, even though you went through some collateral damage, at the same time, we're still four days better than what we were. Yes, but is it at the emotional cost of having that guilt of not getting the job done or perhaps doing a lesser quality job because you're rushing to, to meet that goal. And you know, I feel like it's caught between a rock and a hard place with the answer because in this early stage of business, I feel like I'm always running late anyway. I have a million good ideas every day that I've got to reduce down to 100 and then I've got time to execute five of them. So how can I not feel like I'm running out of time? Because the thing is, once I've executed one good idea, I've still got another three in, in, in backup and I've still got another 10 that I want to do some research on to see if they're going to make it to the, to the three that I'm going to execute. It's just a, it's an interesting way of living when you are relying on only your mind and what your hands can do to generate money and then turning that into a physical reality. 
you know? It's fun. It's fun as fuck. And it comes with heaps of this deep thinking like, dude, do I ever point my asshole directly at the sun? Doesn't matter what happens from here on out. You know, if you've listened to this much of the podcast, you're going to find yourself in some situation in the future where you will probably do it. And even if I'm right or wrong, you're going to think of me. That's beautiful. Now, today I believe is the 12th or 13th of July. We are about two weeks away from the jerseys being released. Now, if you are following this and you're interested in getting a jersey, I need you to get in quickly, right? I'm going to have 20% up for pre-sale. That 20% is almost closed, 20% of the total that I ordered. Um, And the rest are just going to be released on a uh, release date, which obviously is going to be promoted. It's going to be somewhere between the 26th and the 30th of this month, right? Now, I am giving away to the first 15 of both styles of jerseys, the hockey jersey and the motocross jersey, the first 15 are gonna have a giveaway as well. Now I'm just figuring out what exactly I can give away because I've I've got something that I wanna use but I wanna make it a bit cooler than that. So I'm just trying to, I'm just feeling out what I can can get to happen in the next two weeks because I want those first 15 to to just be a little treat, you know what I mean? I want you to get something significantly more than what you paid for if you're one of the first 15. So keep that in mind, stack that away somewhere at the back and then when you start seeing to get it promoted, set an alarm on your clock because you're not gonna wanna miss this. Do you understand? You are not going to wanna miss this. Now, I'm also happy to say that the motocross jersey is also going to be re-released with a blank back, which means that motocross riders can print their name and number on the jersey And I've also established a relationship with a local screen printer who is able to do heat transfers of your name and number on the back of the jersey. So I'll be be able to provide riders with a full race jersey with your name and number good to go. I'll be doing two for, uh, not two for one, I'll be doing deals where you get it slightly cheaper if you buy two. I mean, typically you can make two last the season, but we're talking about prices that are, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to match most motocross stores and it's gonna have your name and number on it. It's not going to be that price forever. It is just to get a little bit more exposure and get people wearing my name. Obviously, I would love to see the Black Ink name racing around tracks more often. So if you're interested in having a Black Ink jersey to use for racing, get in contact and we'll be able to sort something out. It's all going to be easy to access in about a month's time. But these are just all ideas as they're coming up, which I love to talk about on the podcast because it's a great format to drop all this information that I have about... Obviously, I don't talk too much about Black Ink, but there are things that are exciting that I like to speak about and kind of also hear how it sounds when I'm saying it out loud. So yeah. Also, another quick one. I know I say this every time. Do me a favor. Jump on your Facebook page. Share this podcast if you think it's got any value. Do that for me. It's for free for you and it means so much for me. Like and subscribe. Make sure you follow my Instagram page. Make sure you follow at BX Podcast on Instagram as well because that's that's the... Uh, sole Instagram page for the podcast. I put super clips up every day, you know, just little funny outtakes and stuff like that. So make sure if you're not on that, jump on there, drop a heap of likes and saves and comments on there because I think it's got like 60 followers at the moment. So fucking trying to boost that up a bit. And I'm just about to hit uh, 1,200 followers on my normal page as well. So starting to get some cool growth in, in those pages. And... And if you are a fan of Black Ink, you are most likely about to see Black Ink on some very cool names. I don't want to say anything yet because I've only, we've been working on some partnership deals with some cool people. 
and uh, the first of them have had their care packages sent out. So I'm just looking forward to seeing, uh, looking forward to seeing these people who who are people that I have either known for years or they've been an industry that I've been a part of for years and I've known of them. It's just I'm excited to see these people wear my name more than I am excited for for them to, you know, obviously have have their have their audience be seeing my name as well. I'm just I'm just fucking stoked to see that. So seeing these people who I've either looked up to or worked alongside have my name on their back and and fucking yeah it's just crazy and one person oh my god I don't even I don't even like thinking about it I'm imagining this person wearing black ink is fucking if you know what I mean you know what I mean just uh lives in um California and uh does I don't even want to get into it you know what you just fucking wait just wait cuz when it happens you'll see you'll see I, you know, actually, before I go, how interesting is it that people... I, I feel a little bit guilty saying these things that I say about black ink and what's going on, things to look forward to, and rah, rah, because I'm a very firm believer of just shut the fuck up until it's done. And then when it's done, I'll know. I'll see it. I'll see it done. You know, like right now, if I didn't say any of that, because I'm just... If I didn't have that little egotistical moment where I'm like, hey, I'm talking to someone who's kind of famous and they're going to wear black ink and rah, rah, and I'm so excited and I'm so fucking humble and cool... Instead, you could just see it in like, you know, two weeks or a month's time and be like, oh my God, oh, did you see such and such is wearing black ink? That speaks heaps louder than me saying anything right now. But I'm sure the fucking 23 people who view this don't really, you know, if you watch this much of me, you either really love me or really hate me. So I'm guessing that you really love me. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Anyway. I've touched on everything that I need to touch on today. I'd like to thank you for giving me your attention for this full 45 minutes and something seconds. Do all those things for me. Do all those things for me. Like and subscribe. And I shall see you for the 12th podcast. You've been great. And... Yeah!